how you doing? Good evening. Welcome to my Black Bean Coffee show. Hey, Anthony, appreciate you guys for liking and subscribing to the channel. If you haven't yet, please make sure you hit that subscribe uh, link in the bio. This is Instagram, and definitely smash that follow button for me. Make sure you comment. And if you have any questions, make sure you uh, send me DMs. I definitely respond to those, or I'll be in the comments, too. Um, appreciate you guys. Um, moving forward, I want to introduce my special guest today. I'll let her introduce her name, uh, where she's from, what she does, and uh, yeah, here we go. Hi guys, um, I'm Tiana. So um, I'm originally from High Point, North Carolina. Hold on, Don't Tiana judge is your name. First of all, the fact that I've known you since freaking <laughs> middle school and you have a question about my name really says something. Anyway, um, wow. I'm actually an elementary school counselor, so don't judge me. I really am good with the kids, even though I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth on this. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a different vibe today. We want to talk about certain things that are important to, you know, our age range and our age group or demographics, whichever one you want to go with. The topic today is love. How do you know when you're in love? How do you know when you found the right one? And by the way, this is definitely one of those things where I got from the comment section that um, somebody put up there, a topic that we should uh, discuss. So, thank you. So you're you're asking me how do I know when I'm in love? Yes. Um, considering I've fallen in love millions of times <laughs> <laughs> and still single, so um. I don't know. I think every love has been different, and every love is defined by the person that you're with. Because I think, you know, you everyone has their first love, and then you kind of have, there might be that second or third love, fourth okay. or fifth love, <laughs> and then the one. Um, Do you have an example for us of what would be like the, like a... When was that first time she was like, hmm, maybe this is what love is like? Oh, I was 10. Wow, that's yeah. pretty Yeah, I was 10, and um, it was okay because he was equally as in love with me. Okay. Um, and we were basically in love with each other from like 10 to 17. Jesus, seven years? Yeah. Okay. And he was... What was the feeling like? I still get fuzzy when I think about him. Oh, wow. That's cute. <laughs> I mean, because it, it, it was one of those things of, my thing is comfortability. Like, can I be who I really am around you? Because we all know everyone has two faces, the one you show the world and the one that who you really are. So can I be my real self around you? And at 10, like, I knew that he was someone that was not there for a season but there for a lifetime yeah like at 10 he he made me feel like like that special feeling that you always want to feel understood um wanted wanted even protected because his best friend hated me and so before me and him you know i guess you felt those I don't want to call him puppy love because obviously from 10 to 17. Do I know this person? Um, yeah, he went to our middle school. That sounds familiar. But remember, you don't remember me from middle school, so how would you remember somebody else? Wow, to my audience, this <laughs> is definitely... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have... Uh, yeah, so back to the topic. Um, 
Yeah, so he was great. And the funny thing is, we're still really, really good friends. Like, really good friends. Can you explain to me that first time that, that you fell in love? Like, how did that happen? Walk me through it. Share it with our audience. Like, as an adult, the first time I fell in love? Okay, well... Or with the, him? With him. Oh, I remember we were coming back from a field trip. <laughs> and I just really remember, like, everybody's at the back of the bus, and I was, like, turned around in the seat, totally being a horrible child, because that's not safe at all. And it was like, I kid you not, he looked at me, and I felt like myself melt. I love how you try to protect your job with the little... <laughs> but we're listening. I did. I felt myself melt. And to this day, he does have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Now, before we go into, like, different stages where... Do you feel like... The love died, or do you feel like you can love multiple people? You can definitely love multiple people. You Why know, do you feel so? Um, because love doesn't have a measurement. It's not like your heart has a quarter, two, halfway, three quarters full measurement. Love is love. You can love a lot of people. You can love a lot of people in different ways. Okay, I guess my question is, how do you know that you are in love, not if you love somebody? If I'm in love, to me, it's the, um, it's what I'm willing to personally sacrifice or amend for you. That's what strikes that. Yes. Okay, maybe I'm in love with this person. Yes. If I am coming home from work and making you chicken noodle soup from scratch because you've been home sick all day. You know, that's a level of effort that I normally don't give to a lot of people for me to come home work and it's okay. just what I'm willing to do for you. Hmm. That's different. Um, for me I know I know that based on my experience and based what I based on what I've seen, I know that for me at least, I think you can love somebody, but you can also like somebody else. I haven't experienced a moment where I'm in love with multiple people. Does that make sense? Oh, I have. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's current. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, at an older age, do you feel like... I'm sorry, we have a puppy in the in studio with us. Well, she has a puppy. <laughs> but um, at an older age, do you feel like love matters when it comes to marriage when it comes to marriage yes yes okay um because love is going to fuel that commitment and i think sometimes people like as you get older you have to realize that love is a choice love is something that you choose to do every day the older i get i'm hearing that more often love is a choice the actions of love is a choice or the love the feeling itself is a choice the feelings have to fuel the actions. So there has to be that level of feelings to make you want to choose to do this thing every day. How do you know when you're just... I guess, not to sound uh, crazy or nothing, how do you know when you're just forcing it? 
and it's not just love. When you sit out in your car because you don't want to come in the house because that person's there? All right, so my father once told me something. We do the things we do sometimes for the ones we love, not because of the deserve, but because of who they are to us. Yeah. And that makes me think sometimes, are a lot of those people just miserable and just holding on to it because they feel like they have to or are they truly in love? I feel like some people hold on to it because of the fear of the unknown. What's going to happen if I don't have you here anymore? Like they have something that's consistent, that's something every day, and they don't want to have to deal with what's going to happen if this person is not here every day. Isn't that a fear that everybody has? Yeah, but it's different when you're married. How so? Who gets the house? Am I going to have to pay alimony? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think who gets the dog? It's I think it's petty though on a, on so many levels. Cause I feel like people who do or go through a lot of those things, they're displaying more of their anger than it is the importance of what they're splitting. They're trying to do things out of spite just to mm-hmm. piss you off yep. or get to you to, to feel like they have a one up on yep. the actual relationship or the breakup or, or however you want to put it. And it brings me to a question about marriage. When it comes to marriage, what makes you feel like, um, actually I asked this question last week. How do you know somebody's the one to marry? Because if you if you believe that you can have love or you can be in love with different people, how do you know somebody's the one for you to marry? Personally, uh-huh. like, you know, <clears throat> coming from a Christian background, I think it's a like it's something that God literally will tell you. You feel so? I, I feel that way. If it's meant to be. If God hasn't spoken to you and that and that other person I'm glad you said that. To let you know that this is it and if you as a couple not individually as a couple haven't consulted with God you haven't sat down with the three of you and discussed this this contract of life this marriage this merging of the two roads into one then it's probably not it hmm that's just my personal standpoint. Now, with marriage, I feel, these days at least, I feel like people are more into marriages for weddings and not marriages for an okay. actual marriage. And do you feel like there's a, it's a generation thing, or do you feel like it's more of a lack of discipline like what what would you say is the problem and do you feel like we're just distracted on the wrong things because i feel like just looking at things are trendy for me and i feel like um and i don't want to i'm not attacking anybody i'm not this is a one-on-one conversation that we're gonna have and please comment you don't have to agree with me and i'm, I'm definitely open-minded to understanding different perspectives but so far with what i've seen i've seen things be trendy i've seen um pregnancy be trendy there was a point in time that everybody i've known was getting pregnant Mm -hmm. or my timeline was filled with babies um and somebody did make a point about um i guess the point that they were trying to make is categories when you start graduating high school you notice that everybody's graduating Mm -hmm. when you're getting into college everybody's graduating Mm -hmm. when you're getting to a certain age everybody's getting married when you're Mm -hmm. getting a certain and i understood that perspective because it might seem like everybody in the world is 
doing what you're doing. But there was a point in time that, like, we were 16 or 17. Like, t- teenage pregnancy was just a thing. A thing. Or, like, this that awkward stage after graduation and job and not knowing what to do. And pregnancy was just a thing. Yeah. And it's like... A time filler. It's, right. And, and I'm not sure whether I'm just going crazy or is it... Do you feel like... A lot of the, and we're gonna touch. Well, we are gonna touch a lot of those topics later on. But do you feel like a lot of this things when it comes to marriage or weddings are just more of, damn, my best friend's getting married. I, my boyfriend proposed to me now, or like I feel like he ain't ready or he ain't serious. Or do you feel like it's genuine nowadays? I do feel like weddings are a trend. However, I don't feel like it's nowadays. If you look at the history of weddings, they've always been extravagant in some sense. Okay. Um, and, you know, with money changing, the value of money changing, um, it just seems that it's getting more expensive, but it's always been that insanely expensive. Um, Do you feel so? Because I feel like the exposure of being able to see what somebody else has spent on their wedding... Well, that's because of social media. We didn't, ha- you didn't have social media. You didn't see the posting, like everybody posting these things, everybody doing these extravagant engagement pictures, and then a the photographer and a, a video, what do you call it, a videographer? Yeah. Like, you got all these people when, like, you know, in the 90s, you just put a whole bunch of those scroll cameras on the table <laughs> and then you developed all of them, you know, to get, you know, and now we're having to say, oh, no cell phones allowed at the wedding because you don't want people to Snapchat your wedding before you release it on your wedding website because the world will end. Um, so I just think that, you know, social media has something to do with it. You know, the ease of access of information had something to do with it um because you know back in the day you didn't know what anybody spent on their wedding because the information wasn't just a click away um just a, like if you were like oh well that was good i wonder how much they spent on that caterer well the caterer is going to have its cards out at the wedding they're going to self-promote themselves and then you go google the caterer and then you go find the menu that they use and then you know how much they spent on there you have a budget that they yeah do you feel like that's created as part of the problem of why I don't want to say generation but it seems to me at least it seems like it's uh, it's marriages or just weddings and I, and yeah. let me t- to help my followers understand what I'm saying but as far as like weddings it's nothing wrong with a wedding but people seem to forget that the actual it's like dinner the actual main course is the marriage yeah the wedding it's the appetizer. Yeah. People focus more on the appetizer or the aesthetics of marriage mm-hmm. than the actual marriage itself. And I feel like that's part of the reason of why we have a high divorce rate outside of just people not understanding who they are, mm-hmm. how they're not perfect, and how what social media or what other people might perceive their lifestyle to be might not be what it is behind closed doors. And sometimes we get so caught up in what the other person is doing that we yep. fail to realize that we're slowly killing our own relationship. Yep. Um, so I'm not here to attack anybody or make anybody feel less than the next neighbor, but I just want to spark a conversation. How do we, how do you feel like this can be changed or do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? How do you feel like we can go from here? I mean, mm. 
I totally get what you're saying as far as marriages or weddings because people want all that frill people want to celebrate and then like said in our generations we want to like we want to go to a wedding and turn up like we know at a certain point in time it's time for the parents to leave because cash money taking (laughs) over and everybody's gonna act like they don't have any kind of sense but I feel like it's not something that that is going to change until people start to understand that even though you are in a marriage you are together you are one that that means that doesn't mean that each of you will not grow and in growing you have to understand that you either have to grow with that person or you have to understand and respect their growth Okay. Now, if you refuse to grow and you have a person that is growing, that there's going to be a, it's not going to be balanced. So that's automatically going to lead to some consequences in your relationship because you can't have one person that's driven, motivated, trying to succeed, trying to advance, fix the credit score, investments, and all this other kind of stuff, and another person that like wants to sit at home and they drove all day you know mm. that's that's not gonna work and now that person when y'all met and when y'all got married they y'all could have been on the same level y'all could have been fresh out of college y'all could have just been focused on work everybody's grinding for work okay and then you got settled and then now more developing is supposed to happen and this one person wants to stay stagnant and this other person has their eyes on the prize now you were there at the same stage you grew a little bit but somebody stopped growing and so you either have to figure out how to motivate that partner or you have to self-motivate yourself by working by looking at your partner so this is not fix itself these divorce rates these fake marriages when i call them fake i mean like you're just married because of the ring you're just married because you want somebody to help you be able to afford that four bedroom two garage house and you're not really and you you halfway love this person you're halfway committed to this person and you're just married by that certificate you're halfway being able to tolerate this person to have those the trade-off yes because of the things that they can help you get or get for you so it's not none of this stuff is going to change unless people start to like actually Fix, be, themselves. fix themselves and be honest with themselves a lot of people mm. aren't honest with who they really are who what they really want like i respect you more if you tell me i'm a really bad person like i really just don't care about anything like i can respect that then you trying to front like you're a decent person just you be see, real i think there's a lot of topics in this one conversation that we're having right now that we're gonna have to dive in so i'm gonna make sure we have a private segment just for us for a pug uh well a podcasting section just for all this little segments so we can touch on different topics that she's brought up because i think she she's definitely intellectual she's definitely um well diverse in her opinion oh yeah i'm really smart i'm surprised i know like people don't see it but like you know there's something there (laughs) it works yeah Well, somebody paid attention in class. Yeah, totally. I mean, of course, you're the one trying to get my homework all the time. Hey, look, I was so dumb. I copied your homework once with the name on it. I'm so serious. I'm so glad you've never told me that. I know. Um, the teacher looked at me, and I was like, uh, yeah. 
But hey, man, that was what, middle school? No, it was high school, chemistry. Wow, yeah. Hey, look, chemistry changed my life. Chemistry was the worst thing in the world. Do you remember she had a heart attack, like, halfway through the semester? I don't want to comment on that because people <laughs> might not like my opinion <laughs> or the comments that I might have for that. Because you understand how stressful <laughs> that was. Look, I'm going to tell you, I felt bad for her having a heart attack, but I was really upset because I was like, yo, what about my grade? Yeah, and I was on the other side like, yo, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna keep those comments to myself because I was going through it. I was definitely going through it. Um, but I hope she is better. Was she better? I don't know. I don't remember well, if she came I, back. You know, I, I definitely send my best regards to her and the family. She does have kids. She did? I, did. I don't know. I don't she didn't act like it. I didn't like her, so I really didn't. Okay, yeah, she didn't act like it. But, you know, if she does have kids, my respect go out to them. Um, but be careful how you treat people, man, because life changes. Exactly, because she be was a, real rude. Life changes. Be Not saying she deserved a heart attack, but, like, just thinking about, like, how is she remembered by us? Maybe she would have been remembered better if yeah. she wasn't so rude. You probably would have grown a little bit more remorse for me. Yeah. And, and anything else. But I would have def- been worried about my grade. I would have been worried about, about you. you as a person. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Um, but sorry for the segue. Oh, sorry. Um, but back to what we were talking about marriage. Um, I think, and this is just a deep dive here. I think uh, we are caught up in a lot of what I want. Mm-hmm. And not what's best for us. A lot of the times we're mixing what's best for us with what I want. Let me see how I can convince him or her to make it look like what's we thought of it. We thought of it. And there is a there's something that I want to touch up on real quick. The art of corporate talk. It's it's something that it's a two-edged sword that I think we don't realize is also hmm the way I look at it is it could it could it's a tool how you use it can either affect you by hindering you or advance you Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times we get so caught up in using it to advance ourselves and not realizing how it's affecting the ones we care about and not knowing when to What's the word? Uh, Step out of the box. Yes. Leave that in the office. Mm-hmm. And I think because we learned a new trick. You know that kid that he's learned a mm-hmm. new trick and he just wants to practice on every it all the time. time. But don't know how bad it's affecting. It's kind of like when you go to therapy and then you realize that you stop speaking in your normal terms and you start speaking in like therapeutic terms. You yeah. start to repeat things that your therapist would say. Yeah. And then... Your family's looking at you like, what? Yeah. You know, Mom, that's a show of your, you and your inner thoughts. Yeah. Not yeah. really how you feel about it. Yes. <laughs> like, no, it's not like that. And But it's, it's one of the things where I feel like there has to be a line drawn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a big part of the problem because we use things to, like, me and a couple of friends, we had this conversation. And, like, I sounded crazy because I didn't know how to... Let me put it like this. A lot of the generations now call it energy. I call it mm-hmm. um, 
I, I just said it was off because I didn't have a word for it. Like your energy, your vibe. Yeah, the, okay. like people. I'm hearing all oh, people's. Oh, his vibe is off. Mm-hmm. Or her vibe is off. She didn't really say it, but the vibe is a little mm-hmm. bit off. That's what that is. That's what corporate talk is. That's what the art of deception is. Being able to say something and mean something else, but leaving that person. Straight. That's you, you know what I'm saying. Like you're, like you're, and it's gotten to the point that we are included in our friendships. We are included in that same conversation and with the with the, our loved ones, with our family, and it's hurting us. And as you might be advancing at work, but at what cost? I put it like this: My mom always taught me never to apologize. Okay. And that sounds crazy. Like you, a parent taught their child not to apologize. But what she taught me was have enough self-control that when you speak, you meant to say it. There's no oops. There's no backseat because once it's out, it's out. And you should have thought about it enough to truly mean what, what you, you said and effectively communicate it. Hmm. So once you said something, Nene Leaks, I said what I said. There's no taking it back. It's not up for interpretation. I thought about it. I thought about how it's going to communicate it. I communicated it to the best of my ability so that there was no, well, I think she meant this or blah, blah, blah. Nope. I said what I said. And it's out there. Right. And I think that's something that I think, and I'm a, I'm a victim of this because we blur the lines between honesty and leaving things for interpretation or leading people on but not giving them a definite and we we say that well our excuse is well I don't know I can't really speak on or the truth is a lot of the times and I'm speaking for myself here a lot of the times where I don't give a definite it's because I don't be held accountable yes for things that I've said Mm mm-hmm or promised. Yep. Or, and well, it, it's, and that's just a, for me personally, I don't know who else could relate to that. Me. And, but if you can bring, if you bring that same thing into relationships where you are manipulating words, situations, just to get a certain reaction from your spouse, your loved ones, just so that you can get what you want out mm-hmm. of it. Are you really doing it for them or are you doing it for you? I, that's self-serving. Like, that's, like I said, you, you hit it right on the head. It's manipulation. Um, and you're manipulating their feelings and you're manipulating their thoughts into thinking that they thought something themselves, which is a form of emotional abuse. You're like straight up making them do things that you want, but they are understanding that they have a choice because of the way that you worded it or presented it. Wow. And I think me personally, I feel like this one, this is a deep dive and I I know it's going to be a whole different podcast for this, but um, I think it's just something that needs to be discussed in our, in our environment and our, in our personal homes. Cause it's one of those things where like, it's hurting us more than it's helping us. And you might be financially advancing yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, like I was I was I was talking to myself, like I do like a little self-evaluation. I do, like I, I sit down, especially long rides and like go mm-hmm. through my thoughts or whatever. I'm trying to th- you think I'm crazy? Well <laughs> no. I mean everyone has a well, 
I just learned that some people think in images, but everyone has an internal thought process. Yeah, and sometimes, like, it's just easy for me to say it out loud so I can figure out how it's coming off. Because you can think something a certain way, yeah. but how you project it might not communicate the same way. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I realize is that sometimes in the midst of chasing the, your own ambitions, you're willing to sacrifice the ones you care about. Yeah. And not, it's not that you don't know, it's just you choose to ignore it. Yeah, because you definitely, you know, climbing up that ladder, are you going to step on the fingers that help feed you? And sometimes you do it and you just turn away like you didn't see them there. You didn't hear the crunch. You didn't hear the owl. You just keep going because you're so focused for the top. And then after you get to the top, you act like you're coming back to help them, but yeah. not realizing that you're... Your handout that you're giving yeah, them like, was oh my because, god, what happened to your hand? Yeah, like, you know what? Let me get you some ice. <laughs> let oh me get you, and, I did. I did not. You know what? I think it was Tom. <laughs> yeah, like it but was. But you know what? Me. Though I'm here for you. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna fix this up. And then the person falls in love with you because they think that you're there to help, but realistically, yeah. you're just giving back to the ones that you hurt. Yeah. And that's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in to my Black Bean Coffee. Um, we're going to have different segments of this because um, I know it's a lot to digest. We're going to go to different topics. Hopefully, she stays with me long enough to have these conversations. And the big, the big points that we uh, pointed out are, I think we need to elaborate on certain things that's not, it, that's not in this conversation right now. But, um... Thank you. If you haven't subscribed to my Black Bean Coffee, make sure you smash that link in the bio, smash the subscribe button, smash that follow button for me. And then if she has an Instagram she wants to share with everybody, do you? No, I'm not appropriate in my real life. <laughs> That's all, folks. Subscribe, like, share, comment below. Let us know what you guys think. Thank you. Bye.